You're listening to The Digital Entrepreneur, the show for folks who want to discover smarter ways to create and sell profitable digital goods and services. This podcast is a production of Digital Commerce Institute, the place to be for digital entrepreneurs. DCI features an in-depth, ongoing instructional academy, plus a live education and networking summit where entrepreneurs from across the globe meet in person. For more information, go to rainmaker.fm slash digital commerce. That's rainmaker.fm slash digital commerce. And welcome back to another brand new episode of The Digital Entrepreneur. This is episode number 17 of The Digital Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jared Morris, the VP of Marketing for Rainmaker Digital. And I am joined by one of my great work colleagues, one of my good friends, and one of the co-founders of Rainmaker Digital. She is also the chief content officer, a person, a voice, a personality that you know well, Miss Sonia Simone, who is also a keynote speaker at the upcoming Digital Commerce Summit. Sonia, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm having a good day, you know, doing my thing. Very good. Well, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today because we have a really important topic to talk about, which I feel like sometimes we kind of shy away from and maybe feel like we're wasting time almost if we talk about it, but it really is important. And so we're going to get to that in just a second. And the reason why you're going to be talking about that with us is because it's going to be what your closing keynote is about at Digital Commerce Summit. And most of you listening have probably heard us talk about Digital Commerce Summit before, but if you haven't, Digital Commerce Summit is the premier live educational and networking event for people who create and sell digital products and services. That's kind of the the big tagline. More casually, it is our annual event. We've put on an annual event now for a couple of years Uh, This is now the new annual event uh, that we are doing kind of in conjunction with Digital Commerce Academy, uh, which we launched uh, toward the end of last year. Uh, So Digital Commerce Summit will really focus on kind of the underlying process uh, 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 behind creating and selling digital goods and services. And it's going to be a great event for networking and also a great event just for learning from people like Sonia, people like Brian Clark, Rand Fishkin, uh, Chris Ducker, Chris Lemma, Jeff Walker. A lot of really great people are going to be there sharing their expertise, sharing their insight. And we want to tell you about it because currently the early bird pricing is still available. It's $795 for a ticket. It will eventually go up to $995. So I wanted to make sure that you had another opportunity to hear about it, another reason to go. And so go check out the URL rainmaker.fm slash summit, and that will give you more details about it. But don't do it quite yet. Listen in, because the best way to get details about this is to actually hear from one of the speakers uh, and hear her talk about one of the things that she's going to be talking about. And that's what we're going to talk about with Sonia today. And so, Sonia, your closing keynote, uh, which is going to be on the first day of Digital Commerce Summit, is the title of it is It's All in Your Head, Developing the Digital Entrepreneur Mindset. And so I want to start out just by playing devil's advocate for a minute to, to kind of kick things off. Isn't mindset talk really just kind of a bunch of frou-frou nonsense? I mean, wouldn't we be better served by just delving into tried and true tactics and rolling up our sleeves and getting to work? Why do we need to worry about mindset? Jared, I'm shocked and offended you would ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really shocked and offended. No, it's, um, it's interesting because in our company... Um, you know, that's actually the real question that like Brian Clark will ask me, like, why, why are we doing this? And the answer is it really comes out of 
um, my experience, and particularly at conferences. And I think that anybody who's ever been to a good conference where you get a lot of information, a lot of good things that you can try, you think, oh yeah, I can totally try that. That would work. I'm sure that would work. I'm going to try that out. You get so many things that you, you're gonna, right? You're gonna implement and you get home and you do, if you do one thing, it's like a miracle, you know, it's just like a miracle. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole, it's not, you know, so knowing what to do matters. It is important. You want to be working on things that have the best chance of succeeding for your individual unique combination of topic and skills and strengths and, and weaknesses. So you, you want tactics. Tactics are very important. But if you do not implement, then you don't get results. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. And, and it's so easy for us to say, no, no, yeah, yeah, I'm totally going to implement. This time I'm going to implement. It's not going to be like all those other times when I didn't implement. This time I'm going to implement. Um, so really the point of the talk, first of all, it's the, where it's positioned is at the end of day one, you've got a head full of juicy ideas. You're fired up. You know that some of these things are going to make a material difference. And the timing of this is so that you get up and you go back to your room for a half hour before you go out to the party and you do you do something and you actually implement something uh, and you really can. I mean, in a half hour, it's amazing how much you can get done. So it's really about getting the spark while the while the fire is still kind of burning and using it and um, and also learning what's going to keep you implementing what's going to keep that momentum rolling as you move forward because we don't want you to get fired up at the conference have a wonderful time go home and kind of have the same exact thing that you had before the conference the whole point of the conference is transformation and action so um that's why that's why we're talking mindset um is really about getting yourself to do the things that you know would be beneficial yeah and you know what's so interesting about that? So <laughs> you'll, you'll appreciate this. About 15 minutes ago, while I was preparing for uh, our conversation, I, I had this kind of spark of inspiration because I was scrolling through Digital Commerce Summit and I saw the description for my own presentation, which I'm giving on the first day. And uh, it just it led me to this thought of this, this idea that I had for what my first slide can be and like the kind of this opening statement that I can make. It just kind of hit me. And I was like, all right, crap, what should I do with this real quick? Should I open up a Google Doc? Like what? And I was like, oh, let me just pull out a note card. I already, right. know, I already know what I'm going to do with it. And that is, that's something that you and I, we went to a conference together back in February. And just a really transformative conference. And that's one of the things we learned is you know, this whole note card idea and, and just kind of this way to capture ideas and organize presentations. And it's great. And it, it's amazing that that still, it doesn't just linger on. Like it literally drives. I know you do this. I do this. And that has been so much of our inspiration for some different tweaks that we want to make to our conference to add to it, make it better. And that's what a great conference should do is really kind of spit you out, yes, with the tactics, with you know new strategies. But like you said, they are pointless if by the time you land, you know, from when you fly back home, by the time you land, if you've forgotten about them or if you don't have the motivation or whatever it takes to actually implement them. And here we are months, months, months later, and we're still doing all this stuff from the conference that we went to. And that's our goal with Digital Commerce Summit is for people to be feeling the same way 
you know, months, even years after the conference because of what they've learned, what they've gained in this direction that they're really excited to go in. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know what else is interesting too, in terms of the structure of the the conference, your uh, uh, presentation coming at the end of the first day, it'll be a really interesting bookend to Rand Fishkin's opening keynote in which he's going to share the story of Moz and kind of the many highs and lows along the way, a lot of which were driven by his kind of fluctuating mindset, you know, and how that all played into it. And so I think it'll be a really interesting bookend to see one of those presentations at the beginning and then yours at the end. It'll be a great way to uh, to kick off and end that first day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting. So, okay, so let's get back to talking about mindset here. So... How is the the mindset of a digital business owner, a digital entrepreneur, a skill rather than an innate talent? And why is that distinction important? Um, I think this comes up a lot for people. There there are some people, and typically it's because there's something in your background, you know, that opened this idea up to you. There is some idea. So there's some people they'll they'll look at a tactic, they'll say that's a good idea, and they just sit down and do it. Um, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuk type, that kind of high energy, hyped up, action oriented, not necessarily. Um, a lot of those people are not great planners and they're not great long term kind of strategic people, but they get a lot of stuff done and they throw a lot of spaghetti against the wall and some of it sticks. And I think we get into a, um, I think there's a belief and it's very prevalent, especially in the United States that that is the kind of person who can own a business, that that is the sort of temperament that um, business owners have. If you don't have that temperament in your DNA, then you don't get to own a business. That That's the only kind of person who can be a successful business owner, but also that a certain amount of that habit of just sitting down and getting it done, just sit down and knock something out real quickly and see what happens, that that's always an innate trait and that it's not something that we can learn and we can learn so much more than we think we can. You know, I love Carol Dweck's work on fixed mindset versus growth mindset. So a fixed mindset is I have a certain set of talents. I have a certain intelligence. I have a certain level of energy and drive. That's what I got. And the degree to which I succeed or fail is just based on the cards that I was dealt and we're done with the conversation. The growth mindset is um, I can get better at things I'm not good at. I can find workarounds for things that maybe are not strengths. So maybe I can either figure out a creative way to not do them, figure out a creative way to partner, or just get better. You know, a lot of times we can get better at a lot more things than we think we can. That growth mindset is a question of realizing it, maybe just noticing in yourself where you have this fixed mindset comes up. Most of us have it, you know, about some things. Uh, and then um, reminding yourself that that's not the only way to think about it. And it's not useful. It doesn't serve you. So it's really more, much more a collection of habits than it is your DNA. I mean, you have a certain amount of some people um, are just by nature a little more optimistic. And some people are definitely by nature more introverted or extroverted. There are things that are innate. But you can um, you can work with almost any kind of personality type if you can just figure out a good habit set that suits you. And that's why we're always talking about how unique every you know every business is because every business owner is so different. 
You know, I think since I've known you, I don't think there's any topic that I've seen you get as worked up about. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, passionate about outside yeah. of this idea that entrepreneurs are, are born rather than made. I mean, it's and is that just something that you've that you've seen, uh, you know, kind of over and over again where people that that we might not classify as, oh, well, you know, they don't have the traits to be an entrepreneur, but they've gone on to be successful. I mean, have you seen lots of examples of, of that happening because people have cultivated the skills and habits to make it happen? I, I have. I mean, I, I think I get cranky about it because for so many years I, I totally bought into it and, you know, it's never much of a, a salesperson. Um, I, I was never any good at it. It always made me feel weird. Even when I was a kid selling raffle tickets, you know, I like to joke that I couldn't sell raffle tickets to my grandmother, mostly because, you know, like I couldn't make the call and then I couldn't close the sale, you know, it's like, <laughs> it just seemed kind of rude. Um, so I was held back by it for a long time and really only was able to resolve it both from having my back kind of against the wall because I was in a really difficult economy and jobs were not findable. Uh, and then at the same time, I had been reading Copyblogger as a total fangirl and um, trying things and they were working better than I thought they could. And I started to see that that, that limitation um, maybe was being promulgated by people who didn't know what they were talking about. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I started looking around, but no, I have for every, um, you know, for every trait that you hear passed around as gospel, that it, uh, a true entrepreneur must have this trait. And one of them is you have to be able to sell. Well, not you, you really don't, um, especially now, because we have you, now you have to be able to persuade. But there's so many ways to do that. You know, so it's not just about cold calling somebody and talking them into something. There's lots of ways to persuade. Um, but also, you know, uh, decisiveness a lot. There's a that comes right out of Harvard Business School, this notion that you have to be decisive as a business owner and right or wrong, you just have to decide on something and do it. Well, that's one of the reasons that's there for so many high profile crashes and burns with CEOs because they lead their company right off a cliff. I made a decision and now we're going to do it. Well, your decision was terrible. So maybe, you know, <laughs> um, one of the, the, the business owner with the highest, like, market cap that I know personally is like a squirrel who can't cross the street. I mean, this guy changes his mind 28 times a day. Hmm. You know, it, it makes his people nuts. Um, it's not necessarily a strength, but um, I will tell you that no movement happens in that company that hasn't been well thought out. And he also surrounds himself with people who counterbalance that and make sure that there's movement and drive. So it, I don't think that there's a trait. I mean, I've seen really people who are not that smart make great businesses. I've seen people who are very introverted and and can't really just have no interest in getting themselves to get out there and glad hand. Glad hand is a verb only introverts use, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've, I just can't think of a trait that, that everybody says, oh, you can't be a business owner if you have that trait. And I, you know, in most cases I could give you two, three, four, five examples of people I know personally. So I, um, I've become very cranky about gurus who tell you you can't based on their experience, you know, and based on what they've seen. Uh, in my experience, most of the time, if you're willing to be creative and you're willing to look at it in a different way and you're going to get your head on straight, you can make something work. 
So there are people listening to this show right now who maybe they had more of a fixed mindset before, but you know they've started listening to the digital entrepreneur. They've read stuff on a copy blogger. They've listened to you know to other podcasts, other you know consumed other content, and they've started to get more of that growth mindset. And they've started to say, you know, all these other people are out there creating these successful businesses uh, online or off. Although certainly there's a huge opportunity uh, digitally. And, and, and so they're starting to get more of this growth mindset and think, hey, maybe I could be an entrepreneur too. But then there's kind of that next step between thinking about it and talking about it and getting courses and listening to podcasts and actually going out and doing it. And, and even though you know we're talking about the importance of, of mindset and how anyone can do it, that doesn't mean that it's easy or even a simple transition to make. So what do you think is the biggest difference between kind of that perpetually aspiring digital entrepreneur who has all the ideas in the world and a successful digital entrepreneur who actually goes out and will get things done. I think there's probably two. I think there's probably two factors. Some people will fall into one and some people will fall into the other. The most common one in my experience, everyone, everyone, you, me, Brian Clark, everyone um, starts a business, starts, starts a project that might even, might, might not even be a business. It might be a project at first and it's overwhelming, you know, and you look at it and I really do think of it as like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. I mean, you, it's, you look at it, it's a mess. You don't know how anything goes together. You, it's a little hard to figure out where to start. So the successful people, just like the successful people who can solve a jigsaw puzzle, take the easiest thing, you know, so in a jigsaw puzzle, it's the corners and the, and the sides, the edges. They take the easiest thing that they know how to do, and then they start doing it. And it's, it's very much a question of maybe they have a small habit of doing it. So if you're, you know, an, kind of an okay writer or a, or a good writer, um, then your easy step is, all right, I'm going to pay somebody a couple, like a hundred bucks to install WordPress for me because I don't feel like it's overwhelming to even think about that. And then I'm going to start just writing some things down as a blog. I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm going to just do that. And you start in your comfort zone and you start with what you know you can do every day, a little bit every day, just a little bit every day. So you don't start with, I'm going to spend six hours a day on my digital business, you know, every day between, between, um, two in the morning and eight in the morning, I'm going to work on my digital business and then I'm going to go out and do my job. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. So start small and start in your comfort zone and make it a habit. People who do that start to see momentum, momentum by its nature breeds more momentum. People who don't do that, they either think too big. So I'm going to do the whole thing now. I can't do the whole thing now. It's depressing. It's hard. It starts to kick up all kinds of mindset problems. I can't do this. I'm too stupid. I don't have the drive. Um, and they fail. And so that's that's the first thing. The second thing, I think, is sometimes people will stay in that space for a very long time. They'll stay in the comfort zone. They'll stay in the modest habit that they know how to do, and they never put the put the little toe in the water of the thing that's not in their comfort zone, you know, technology or persuasion and selling or um, a new format 
or a bigger project that requires more steps. So, um, you know, sometimes people will have been blogging for and have been doing all the comfortable things for two years, five years, 10 years, more than that. And say, I never got any traction. It's, it's because you stayed in the, in the, in the baby part of the pool. And the, ba- the whole point of the baby part of the pool is to get you comfortable with the water so that you can venture into a little bit deeper water and, and get your skills in a little bit better shape. And so those are the two things I've seen. Um, and both of those can be fixed today if you just decide to do something differently today. But it always starts, in my opinion, um, it doesn't always, but it, the easiest way to start in, in both cases is to have a little habit. So if you're going to do something that's makes you nervous, like selling, then maybe you have, okay, I'm going to do 10 minutes of selling practice a day. And on Monday, I'm going to write headlines. And on Tuesday, I'm going to write calls to action. And on Wednesday, I'm going to read my uh, free My Copy Blogger library uh, and come up with a persuasion technique. And, you know, you get the idea. Every day, you're going to take a little practice time to do something that doesn't feel too good and feels a little weird and a little uncomfortable. And that's how you get comfortable is practice. Yeah. And I love that metaphor of the kind of the, the 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 small end of the pool getting you ready for the water, used to the water, so you can go into the deep end. But you have to make sure that you venture out there at some point, otherwise you'll just stay in the shallow end forever. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you kind of answered this one, but but I'm wondering if we can even go a little bit more specific with it, um, because you know, I, I want folks who are listening to this, you know, to, to really get something to take away from this episode, like something they can do, literally, like right now, you know, once they get off of this or, or tomorrow or as soon as possible for if you could kind of talk to everybody who's going to listen to your keynote right now, you know, several right. months before it's actually going to happen. And if you could inspire them to foster one habit before the conference to be a step or two ahead of the game by October, what what would that be? And, may, and I know you just went through kind of a few of them, you know, in terms of kind of stepping outside of people's comfort zones. And and some of those will be dependent, obviously, on what a person is aspiring to do, what their background is, all of that. But is there one thing that people could start doing that would be useful to everybody that would kind of put people a few steps ahead before the conference? So some of you already know what your thing is going to be. Some of you are listening to this and saying, I should do that for for writing blog posts. I should do that for... Um, writing a sales page. So if if you've already if you if you're listening to this and you're like I know exactly what to do, set yourself up a daily habit. Put maybe a timer on your phone. Um, if you can do it every day, that really is great. But if it could only be five minutes a day, that would be okay. Um, that would be okay. So if you already know, like you know, the next thing for me to get good at is uh, getting better at writing or doing more writing or um, learning about podcasting. So if you already know it, then um, just set set up your timer right now. Set it up now, even if you don't know what you're going to fill that time with. Set up five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. If you could do 20 a day, that would be awesome. But it's totally cool to work up to it. So this week you'll do five minutes. And then next week you're going to reset your timer setting and you're going to do it for six minutes every single day. And then seven minutes every single day. Um, if you don't know yet, what that might be, then I think take your favorite, either your favorite Rainmaker FM podcast, you know, maybe you're a big digital entrepreneur listener, listener, a big un- unemployable listener, or um, the Copy Blogger blog would be another place. And um, 
read it every day or listen to it, maybe listen to a different Rainmaker FM episode a day, and you'll get a call to action in one of those. You'll get a tactic to try, something you can practice, and then just do that every day. And if you, you know, it's only, um, this will probably air in uh, June. It's only June and the event's in October. So if you're like a ninja in, in, in eight weeks, don't stay in the baby end of the pool. Come up with another one that's like, okay, well, what would be one little small step a little outside my comfort zone on that what would be a little harder you know um but really if you if you only spend five minutes a day in the baby pool between now and october you'll be amazed at how much actually happens and and it's so important to be better now to go do this now you know we have these moments of inspiration you know we hear you know someone's listening to you talk right now so you're like yeah i want to start doing that they don't do anything with it, and three or four days later, they've forgotten about it. The motivation mm-hmm. has dissipated, and it's like they're kind of starting back at not necessarily square one because they've listened to this, so they know it intellectually, but they haven't necessarily matched that with the emotion and with the action that will create the momentum, which you talked about earlier. So it's so important. If you're feeling that motivation right now from listening to Sonia talk, don't put your headphones down and say, I'm going to do it and not do it. Just do something quick and small right now, whether it's putting a to-do in your to-do list, blocking off 10 minutes on your calendar, or actually sitting down and doing something, like going and listening to an episode of Confessions of a Pink-Haired Marketer, for example, and, and taking that first step. But it's so important to take that first step. Don't wait for later to be better. Be better right now. Yeah. Yeah. Sonia, this is wonderful. I, for one, cannot wait to hear your presentation uh, in October. It's going to be wonderful, as all of the presentations will be. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun conference. And I'll give all you guys a little secret is that Jared and I are going to be watching each other's presentations very closely (laughs) because we did both go to this event where we learned to be stronger speakers and more dynamic and and more um, broaden the range of what we're bringing to our talks. So Jared and I are both looking at each other like, okay, game on. Like we're going to try and see how much um, that we can implement to make these really move you really move you to action and really and really make a difference in your life and that's what makes what we do fun when when i have people come up to me and say you know what that was the thing that made me understand how it worked and i'm doing something differently now that's there's nothing like that so i want to thank all of you i sure hope you come and see us live but if that's whether you do or whether you don't, um, that's really what I want for all of you guys. It's 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 really what makes it worth doing for, for, for me. And I know that that's true, Jared, as well. Yes. And if either Sonia or I starts impersonating air or wind uh, or fire, <laughs> you can send a tweet to Victoria LaBaum and ask her, why in the world are they doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so that URL one more time. It is rainmaker.fm slash summit. Go there, uh, and you'll get the full description. There's a band that's going to be playing. We're having a party, so you can check that out, find out who the band is. It's going to be fantastic. You can see all of the speakers, uh, who they all are, what they will be talking about. Uh, check out the dates, and of course, check out the price. Again, it's $7.95 right now. That price will be going up. So depending on when you listen to this, the price might have gone up already. But certainly if you listen to this uh, soon after it's out, you can still get that early bird price. 
So again, go to rainmaker.fm slash summit and join us in Denver. We would love to see you. And uh, we hope that we will see as many of you there as possible. All right, everybody. Sonia, thank you so much for being here. This was a wonderful episode. We really appreciate your insight. Oh, thank you. I had a great time. It's always good talking with you. It is. It is. And thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week on another brand new episode of The Digital Entrepreneur.